G'day, g'day, g'day. How the bloody hell are you? How the bloody hell are you on this fine summer's day coming out of Port Hedland, West Australia? It's uh, it's hot as the devil's ball sack up here right now. That's all right. We knew that was coming. That's what we signed off for when we moved to the northwest of Australia. Uh, it is a Sunday, as mentioned. I am chilling. I hope that you get that vibe from me. And um, yeah, man, I'm really just having a bit of a. I did a little bit of work out in the yard today, cleaning up some shit and sorting out some stuff on the caravan, getting ready for Christmas holidays, uh, but really not doing a whole heap. Uh, I had a little bit of a stress moment before I came in here because I went to grab something out of the fridge from the canopy on the Ranger and the batteries off gone flat so it turns itself off when it gets to a certain uh, level of charge and when it's too low and the charger on it's not not working so it's only getting a bit of solar in and I don't know bloody why so I need to figure that out after this podcast I spent about half an hour 40 minutes in the baking sun stuck inside the canopy trying to figure shit out sweating bullets um, and it just wasn't working so I'll address that after this but aside from that pretty chill Sunday man um, yeah, all I did was do some work in the yard and was soaking wet after that as well. Really is quite humid out there. And then cruised on down to the shops um, and got some shit to, to eat for the week. But while I'm at it, I don't know if you feel the same way, but you know when you go to the shops and, and you usually use the self-serve counter these days like I'm pretty sure most people do you don't want to stand there and wait for people to fucking scan your things for you when you can you're perfectly capable of doing it yourself and you're probably quicker than the people at the checkouts but there's that bit at the end where you've got to wait for your uh, your docket and it's like please take your receipt and you're like okay so you stand there and you're waiting for it to start printing and then you're waiting for it to start printing and then it finally starts printing, and then it keeps printing, and it keeps printing, and then you go to rip it off, oh no, but it keeps printing, and it keeps printing, and it keeps printing, and then finally you go to rip it off, and then it keeps printing, and it keeps printing, how fucking long is this thing, man, it's already as long as my arm, and it's got these little gaps in between and you're not sure when you go to rip it off and you, you, you feel like you pull the docket through the machine while it's still fucking printing and then eventually it stops and you hear the little noise and you pull your fucking docket out. I'm in a huff every time I get that thing by the end. Like, Give me the fucking docket, bitch. Rip it out and throw it in the bag and I'm off. Fuck, I don't even want the thing. Make me wait around another five minutes for it. Fucking docket. That, uh, what? The other thing, while I'm at it, another gripe with the shops. You know, the new, like I say new, they've had them for a couple of years now, but the newer style barcode on like your meat, for some reason it's just the meat that has it. It's not like the traditional barcode with just the lines. They scan fine. It's like uh, scattered little squares inside a larger square outline and they don't fucking work very well, man. You've got to like, scan the thing like four or five times and get it real close and they just they don't work very well and like I'm wondering why why is that a thing why we go move to an in an inferior barcoding system on our meat it fucking doesn't work very well get the old barcodes back man that's beep 
straight away. In you go. I'm not here to fuck around. I want to get this shit done and get the fuck out. Of, get that docket. Snap that off. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. Maybe I'm just impatient. Maybe I'm just impatient when I go to the shops. I'll tell you what else. That is the sound of me drinking a rum and ginger beer on ice with a slice of lemon, just in case you're wondering. Just in case you were wondering. Um, I'm also impatient with the buildings around this fucking town. I just want to, I'm like a little kid, I want to see it finished, man. You've got the turf club, they're making some good progress down there, but, you know, I hope it's done by race season next year. The way things go in this town, you just, you just never, never know. It's all concrete tilt panels, so it looks like this should be the fastest part of the construction. This is the thing for anyone who's watching it and going, wow, they're making good progress there. Getting the framework up, the framing up, whether it's steel framing, timber framing, whether it's tilt panel concrete, that, that's the fastest bit. That should fly up. They've been standing that, those panels for a month now. So that is the quickest part of the job, and it's taken a, quite a while. So I, 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 you know, I don't have a huge uh, expectation for the fit-out and then all the landscaping and the civil works around the outside of this damn thing. I... I would be I don't think they're going to have it open by race season personally which is a good a full six months from now we'll see we'll see but that would be nice to see done obviously the yacht club is closed but there's the marina works going on now that's you know they I think that their original date was that 2023 that's not going to happen there's no way they'll be open in 2023 they've got shitloads of work they'll be 2024 easily and there's some that's Information from someone I know who knows a bit more about that than than I do, and about the general public does, and that's the the word on the street as well. So that probably means that you wouldn't expect to see anybody in the yacht club taking a new lease out while this massive construction site uh, on three sides and a road on the other side. Do you, do you think that's just going to be out of action until in, until the marina's open? Now I don't I don't know. That's that's how how I imagine it. Um, so there's that. As the heady, you know, they were using a, a construction company uh, that went broke, um, you know, try and get cheaper prices from, from non-local based builders and, you know, that's what happens. They take friggin' ages to build your shit and, you know, in this case, they went broke. So that's sitting there. I thought there was a build, some builders there the other day doing some work, but then um, I th- realised they were just doing the fence around the outside. It's still just sitting there. It was a false alarm. So fuck knows when the the yachty, uh, the heady's going to get done. Another one that's just sitting there, just not making money. You surely you'd think you would have been better off getting one of the local builders who are going to charge you a fair bit more money to build the thing and actually get it built in a in a reasonable time frame, and then you can open up for business and start making money, making some of that extra money you spent on the project, making it back again. And when there's maintenance issues that arise, you got a local builder in town who'll be there the day after you call them to go sort the shit out. But they just keep fucking trying to scrimp on dollars and get, you know, builders from down south to come up and do these projects who, who aren't aware of the uh, all the costs involved in building in this town, which is why it puts so much stress on them, and they only get people here for two weeks at a time, and then the, the, your building sits there for two weeks at a time with no progress. Their schedules must the schedules must just be out the window within the first fucking fortnight on these jobs, and people will be jumping up and down screaming. But um, yeah, that's headland for you, mate. Seems to be a recurring issue where there's like an amnesia in this town when it comes to 
uh, infrastructure and building anyway that these and civil probably they just don't people don't learn from the mistakes of the past or others mistakes they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again all in the name of saving a quick dollar it's 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 so short-sighted the most short-sighted council and businesses you've fucking ever seen in this town but anyway easy to armchair quarterback from the from the sidelines here i don't have to do any of the logistic I don't have to play around with the logistics that these guys do so you know it's good to sit here on the outside and fucking throw stones at them Mm. so if you can hear that noise in the background I do apologise the aircon in the new caravan is loud as a motherfucker to be honest with you Um, I wonder if I need to get it serviced or if I need to invest in a better aircon altogether because she's loud, man. It's 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 fair humming, and it's directly above me where I sit here. So, not not the best. But I did check the sound quality. I could hear the aircon in the background, but I don't think it was too distracting. But if you're wondering what that sound is in the background, um, yeah, it's the aircon, and I need that motherfucker on. So, you know, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, what have I been? What have I been watching lately? It's actually, we've just come out of a bit of a lull as far as uh, media goes. You guys know I love a good band, a good, you know, out, a good new album. You know, I love a good movie, but more probably more than a good movie, I love a good TV series, a good, a good show to get involved in. And we've been in a little bit of a lull the last few months. There was a couple of good things on and, and they really wrapped up a while ago. I think I've been... I've been hunting the, the streaming services for a few months now, trying to find something decent to watch. And, and I feel like it's we've just turned a corner recently. There's a few good things I've been, I've been casting my eye over lately. Uh, one of them was a documentary. Not sure if I mentioned this already on the podcast. I definitely know I've mentioned the, the guy who made the documentary. Um, it's Graham Hancock or Graham Hancock, if you're an American. They just, Americans just slaughter words in the English language, don't they? I mean, I know Australians do as well. I know that even the English are pretty bad slaughtering their own language quite often, but it's the way the Americans do it is like the arrogance that they have to just completely change the way a word should be said phonetically. And you don't know why, where they get the interpretations from. Graham, the name Graham, we would say Graham, Graham, and the Americans call it Graham. But they just completely miss the middle of the word Graham, G R A M, Graham. What the? F- there's a there's another A and a H in the middle. They they mean something. Those letters mean something. Damn it, Graham, Graham. You know, I know that words change when we say them over and over and over again over after years and years and years and years. So Graham becomes Graham. That's fine. But Graham? What the fuck, man? They've got a few names that they slaughter. Um, Craig. Craig. C-R-A-I-G. Craig. The rules of the English language determine that the A and I together in the middle of a word like that Make an A sound. A-I. 
A. Craig. Raid. There's a couple of, I guess there's a couple of, well, said is a, is one of the, the, the ones that would break the rule there. S-A-I-D, said. That doesn't make any sense. But you all know what I mean. A-I means, makes the A sound. But when the Americans say it, they call it, they say it Craig. Craig. Craigslist. Craig Jones. Like what? C-R-E-G-G. Craig. Sounds like a fucking caveman's name. Craig. No, it's Craig. A-I. Craig. Craig. If you're English, it's Craig. Oh, fucking Scottish. Craig. 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 I guess... Jeez, I guess it is more of an, an adaptation of like a Northern Englishman or a Scotsman's fucking take on the word. Craig. And then the Americans get hold of it. Craig. Fuck me. It's it's so annoying hearing a butcher that word. Tara. T-A-R-A. Tara. Tara. Couldn't get it more straightforward than that. Terror. They say it. Terror. T-E-R-R-A. Terror. Like, what the fuck? Is she afraid of something or is it, is it a name we're talking about here? Fucking America. Aluminum. Aluminum. Yeah, down just working at the aluminum mine. Completely hijacked the word. Aluminum. It's aluminium. Aluminium. Not aluminum. It's just fucking frustrating hearing them butcher these words, man. Anyway, moving on from that. Graham Hancock, also known as Graham Hancock, uh, has a... Well, he's got multiple books. And he's been on the Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast multiple times. Four or five times. And he now has a documentary. This dude is just a journalist. Just a journalist. Uh, not a geologist. Not an uh, archaeologist. Uh, not a historian. An historian. They like what you to say A-N when you're using the H word. So if you haven't noticed that. Um, the if you were to say someone did a heroic deed, it should be someone did an heroic deed because it's, apparently the H doesn't warrant. Uh, I'm not sure how to explain the rules of the English language to you, but like if you were to say, um, oh how what well, now I've got myself lost for an example even. And historic. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he's not a historian. He's not an historian. Um, but he... Um, I really got myself wrapped up in a tiz then. Started trying to explain something that I had no idea how to explain. So I guess the joke's on me. I'm the fool. Um, anyway, but what he is, is a smart dude who has researched some specific topics thoroughly for the last 30 odd years with the help of some other, uh, specialists, the help of some other enthusiasts, the help of some other actual geologists and archaeologists. Um, and he's come up with some pretty wild yet heavily substantiated and hugely 
exciting and interesting theories about our ancient history, about the actual prehistory of the humankind. Because I don't know if you give a fuck about history, ancient history at all. I do. Love it. But apparently, if you listen to the mainstream narrative, up until about 10, 11, 12 years ago, whenever it was, the definitive idea was theory was that civilization as we know it now is about four and a half maximum five thousand years old that would be the egyptians right when they built the pyramids built the pyramids that nobody has any fucking idea how they built right and how they would have had the technology four and a half thousand five thousand years to build them and that's where the starting point was and everything else sort of filters out from there. And a lot of our timelines and a lot of the other cultures that have been unearthed and uh, everything is sort of governed by that rule that this is when we first had an advanced, advanced civilization, the first time in humankind in, in, in our entire history on this planet when we were able to build structures like that um, was 4,500, 5,000 years ago. But we don't know how they did it. Graham Hancock has a theory that the Egyptians didn't build those pyramids. They moved in there and renovated them. Because when they do the carbon dating of of things like the pyramids, they're not they can't date the stone. They can't date the mortar. They can't all they can date is tools and materials found in between the stones, so in the mortar. So they find bits of wood and certain tools and shit like that. Uh, um, that they can then carbon date. So they're dating, and the oldest thing that they found is like 4,500 years ago, right? So they say, well, that's it. They were built 4,500 years ago. Other people would say, no, these pricks renovated the fucking thing 4,500 years ago, and that's what you're finding is their tools. Um, there's so much evidence, and I don't know where to where to go on a tangent and where not to right now because I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole but just to give you a few little tidbit tasters so sorry if I sound sporadic here but I just want to give you a few little tasters because I would love to get someone else interested in this whole uh, field an idea Um, there's a geologist called I think he's Dr. Robert Shock and he's one of the mainstream well you know he's one of the accepted geologists by the mainstream, who actually has his own theories that agree with that, that align with Graham Hancock's theories, because it's really frowned upon in geology and archaeology and um, Egyptology to to uh, to uh, what's the word to give any weight to these theories to humour these ideas. Because, you know, like people get ostracised, their careers get stalled and, and uh, they get blackballed from their little communities and, they, you know, you could lose certain jobs teaching at certain universities and books that they've published that go against this new narrative would, you know, call into question their entire career. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of incentive for people who are in that world to just stick to the common narrative and not to accept new ideas. Robert Schock has his own ideas um, about a cataclysm, which we'll get to soon. And also the fa- and he also stipulates that the weathering of the Sphinx in particular indicates thousands of years of heavy rainfall 
And the last time uh, that area of the Nile was a rainforest was like 20,000 years ago. 15 to 20,000 years ago, something like that. So indicating that that thing was built, you know, in the vicinity of 17 to 20,000 years ago. One, that's one piece of evidence. Um, as I said, four and a half to 5,000 years ago used to be the, the absolute latest that would stretch. It was like 5,000 years ago for, for, civilized, um, for a civilization capable of building monolithic structures. And then about 10, 12 years ago, they uncovered something in Turkey called Gobekli Tepe, which is, it was buried, literally uncovered it, it was buried, an ancient civilization, an ancient uh, uh, um, monolithic uh, set of structures that was buried 11,000 years ago and built about 12,000 years ago, which completely blows the 5,000-year rule out the water. And then they were saying, okay, well, there was uh, one other culture who were 12,000 years old. And then that's, that's, that doesn't quite compute because people, who are go- people are going, no, it doesn't mean they were 12, it was 12,000 years old. They built this thing 12,000 years old ago. It takes thousands of years for hunter-gatherers to get to a point where they learn how to build structures like that and when they learn how to bring stones from hundreds of miles away and where they get a subsistence culture, you know, their, their, their subsistence culture gets to a point where they have a surplus and they are d- dominating all the local tribes and people around them where they can actually spend time and money and energy learning and, and building these huge monolithic structures that, mind you, as are the pyramids and multiple other of these monolithic structures around the world, aligned with certain certain solar systems and certain stars and even more particularly they were aligned with certain stars that would have been in a different position 12,000 years ago it's fucking mind-boggling the evidence that we are that there's an older older civilizations that we don't know about and then people say well what the fuck happened to these civilizations these is where the cracker comes about 12,800 years ago there was major cataclysmic event that lasted for quite some time that brought on the the last ice age which was called the younger driest period that went from 12,800 years ago to about 11,600 years ago and the idea is which is now supported fairly heavily by a lot of there's a, a comet, Re, comet research society i think it's about 100 scientists in in this society there's geologists who are now getting on board there's the uh, black layer in the earth where they find all this osmidian and fucking obsidian sorry and and shit that's like um uh, uh, matter that's been like crystallized turned into to a, like a like a basic basically like a black glass from extreme heat and there's an extinction event at the same time in the in the in the ground when when they you know when they the archaeologists dig this shit up and basically all evidence points to the fact that we were hit with probably a massive we went through uh a uh, massive meteor so there's a there's a meteor stream called the torrid meteor stream that earth goes through twice a year and about 12,800 years ago we went through a particularly thick part of the tail of the stream and there would have been hundreds of years where we were just getting peppered by fucking comets meteors just smashing the earth and they reckon they, it's it completely fucking it it smashed up the uh, ice 
the, the ice caps, the glaciers, and melted heaps of glaciers, and the fucking sea level rose, and there was fucking would have been a, a massive uh, 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 an atomic winter um, for fucking you know years and years and years and years, and lots of people moved underground, and civilizations were fucking buried underwater, and fucking all sorts of this like crazy shit happened, um, and civilizations were lost. They, but they think that some civilization like some of the some of the people from these civilizations survived and then spread out around the world and went and lived with the hunter gatherers who were the people who knew how to survive just off the land as we would do if we had an uh, an apocalypse now you'd go living with the you know indigenous tribes the hadza and the papua new guineans and some uh, indigenous cultures in australia who actually still know how to survive off the land because they could keep you alive right once your computer didn't fucking work anymore and the shopping center wasn't open and then they taught these people how to build these fucking amazing structures. So they came into these, un- these other areas, spread out across the world, rebuilt some fucking amazing structures sort of, uh, you know, over the, the period of time from 11,600 years ago to whatever, 5,000 years ago, when, you know, or even 2,000 years ago, where the, some of the latest ancient cultures first, you know, uh, last died off. And... Basically, for years and years and years and years, this guy just got laughed out of the fucking room every time he brought this stuff up by archaeologists and geologists and Egyptologists. And now the evidence has been stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. There's been some huge revelations like Gobekli Tepe and many others that really drive the point home that this is probably what happened, that we, our civilizations, our culture, um, our species is far older and was at one point in time far more advanced than we ever knew and it's super exciting just a whole new world of history that may begin to become uncovered over the next 10 20 30 40 50 years and i love that shit sorry about that rant if you're not interested because that probably went for way too long but the point of the story is watch ancient apocalypse listen to graham hancock and randall carlson on joe rogan's uh, podcast go listen to fingerprints of the of of the gods and um yeah all uh, um graham hancock's other books and and if you're into that shit i guarantee you it will blow your fucking mind (sighs) but right getting back on point getting back on track gotta love a bit of a deviation in a podcast mate that's what we're here for um, it's one of the things I love about podcasts, mate. It's quite often when I have guests on and stuff afterwards, they're a bit oh worried that well, we went around build too much and we went off topic and I did this and I did that. It's like, mate, that's what a podcast is for. Generally, when I speak to people during the in 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 the real world, we skim over topics and you don't want to like drone on about something too long. You don't want to keep people captive and and talk about something for a large period of time or bore them with the details or get into the semantics of something. But during a podcast, that's exactly what you do. You flesh these topics out. You spend more time talking about the small details. And for me, when I listen to other podcasts, that's one of the things I love about it. So, you know, I won't apologize. That's what we bloody do, mate. Um, uh, back to media, other media. We've just started watching the the old Christmas movies at our house. I was waiting. I was hovering around, checking out what what movies are coming out. 
you know, if there's any new ones, what good ones I haven't watched for a while, getting ready in the first of December all round. It's like bang, fucking Christmas movies with the kids, man. Yeah. We've fucking we've done Home Alone and like we do every single year. Um, Christmas Chronicles one and two, they're brilliant. Watch those. Uh, we did National Lampoons yesterday. That was fucking cool. Chevy Chase from back in 1989. Still a good movie. Still hilarious. Um, National Lampoons was good. And then when the kids fell asleep like, last night, watched fucking Bad Santa. Got to watch Bad Santa once a year as well. Fucking love it. Love a good Christmas mu- uh, movie, mate. Put the put the old uh, Christmas tree up yesterday as well. Um, yeah, watch some Christmas movies. Fucking love it, mate. Love it. Best time of the year. Christmas time. Fuck, bring it on. Um, what else? Wednesday. Wednesday on Netflix, which is like Wednesday Adams. Um, I'm into it. I dig it. I finished it yesterday. Uh, I like it, man. It's, um, it's like a, it's specifically about Wednesday Adams, not the whole Adams family. She's at some boarding school. And I think it's pretty cool, man. It's it's hard to pick what the demographic's supposed to be. I think it's probably supposed to be for, like, older teenagers, young adults. Uh, but it's not hell, uh, like, millennialed out at all. It's, um, it's good. I enjoyed it. There's some, some of the plot lines fall a bit short of where they could have been. Some of them are a little bit thin at times. But in general, intriguing... Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked it, man I like the chick that plays Wednesday is wicked She's so good She's very intriguing She's just got a something about her that makes you a very interesting face And just a, a, like a sort of dark, morose charisma about her That's perfect for Wednesday So I, I fucking enjoyed that Worth a watch um, What else? Look, it's... As I mentioned before, got the aircon on. Otherwise, your man's going to die in in the caravan today. It's fucking. Uh, it's finally hot. We know that it's Port Bloody Headland, but it's only just got hot like two weeks ago, man. The last week in November or something. So we are in the first week of December now, and it's only just got hot. Christmas is just around the corner. It's only just got hot. We can't complain with that, man. Um, um, Christmas is just around the corner. I'm so keen for the break, man. So keen to get out of Headland for a bit. Uh, work's been hectic, really fucking steamrolling into this Christmas break. At least like my days are not dragging, which is one good thing about being busy. It is just, yeah, I'm running out of time every single day. Um, so it'd be good to have a break, man. And at work, our, our company shuts down for a whole three weeks as well. So I can actually go away and actually relax rather than going away during the middle of the year, which I don't really do anyway, but I have done. And the phone doesn't stop. The jobs don't stop. The problems don't stop. The logistics still need sorting. You go away at Christmas time, the company's shut down, and you can just actually fucking switch off and let it all go quiet for a bit. And then come back in the new year and get back into it after having a break. And I'm looking forward to that, man. Really am. Going down Denmark with the family. Going to spend a couple of weeks down there. Spend a few days in Perth either side. Test out the new caravan. Really happy, man. Really fucking excited about that. So, um, yeah, even had the Christmas party last night, which was good. It really was good. I was looking forward to it. I was excited about it. But I've got to admit, man, I, uh, I really don't enjoy large crowds anymore 
you know, I guess I'm just getting old and I don't really enjoy drinking to excess, like, you know, even once, the once or twice a year events, like I'm always thinking about the next day, oh, I'm going to be fucking maggot and I'm going to feel useless tomorrow, I'll be hungover, I'll get nothing done. It's weird, man. And it's funny because when I was younger, I was kind of worried about myself because I used to... I was the guy that was just going hard all the time. I was into everything. I was up to all sorts of mischief. Any partying that was going on, I had to be involved. Whatever we were taking, I had to get in there and you know have more than everyone else. And just, just, I was like, when am I gonna? When, when am I gonna not want to do this? I don't. I just, I'm always doing everything in excess. And just naturally over the last, you know, few years of my life, especially started probably when we had kids, it just started dialing it back. And now I just, not a big drinker, not into late nights, not into big crowds, just, yeah. And they're not things I feel like I'm missing out on. Like, on one hand you do, but in the, when you actually think about doing it, I'm like, no, I actually don't want to do those things anymore. And it's funny because I wonder if, I wonder if other introverts feel this, right? But it's kind of like... The way society's set up and media and, you know, social media and, and our culture in general, you, you, as an introvert, which I am, I've always explained, I've always sort of referred to myself as an introverted extrovert. So I put myself out there, I spend time with other people, um, I work on those relationships, I do enjoy having contact with a lot of different people, but I am actually at my core an introvert. I don't like to be in big crowds, especially for long periods of time. So I wonder if other introverts feel this, like, it's like you feel guilty or you feel obliged to be more extroverted. It's kind of like what makes a splash in our culture and on social media, you know, like the party scene, having heaps of friends, having a large group of friends, you know, there's like something wrong with you if you don't have that or don't enjoy that. That's kind of what you get from culture, from social media, from media in general. But it's like... And the, it's it's odd because the truth of us of it is is that most of the people making content that we all enjoy on social media, especially, and even just movies and the, you know just general media, most of them are probably introverts. You know, the the world, yeah, it's it's, it's very odd. There's this this glorification of extroverts where a lot of us are introverts and you kind of, I feel guilty sometimes, like I should be more of an extrovert for some reason, where really my preference is to, to not. I just, I just want to see my, a small group of friends, people that I'm, I, I click with and my family and I'm kind of pretty happy there. I, I'm, I, but I do enjoy being in contact with large groups of people, which is, I guess is one of, the, one of the things I really enjoy the podcast because I would love to communicate with large groups of people but through this medium, through the podcast where I can connect with people and they can speak to me online and they can get my message out there and interact with it and give me feedback and I can open up those conversations but I don't literally have to spend large amounts of time around large groups of people because I just get so I just get so uncomfortable in those sorts of scenarios you know so I don't know that's just me um yeah I wonder if other people feel the same there as well yeah what else what else Hmm. I've got only a couple of weeks of work left Literally Well there's 10 days of work left I'm only going to be there for For 9 of them Because um, Because of fucking daycare again mate I'm supposed to be at work on Friday the 16th But 
there's no date uh, no, no, not, there's, yeah, the school's closed and there's no, after, there's no vacation care so I'm going to have to take the last day of work off as well daycare's such a drama here man such a fucking drama it, now I've wondered I've wondered this for years right if this wouldn't be a good idea especially in a town like Port Hedland that seems to struggle with it so much right hear me out how about a daycare facility in town that doubles as a midget social club hey hear me out hear me out it doubles as a midget social club on the weekends, right? That way, all the small furniture and amenities would be the right size for midgets to use on the weekends. And perhaps the midgets could even volunteer as, as carers at the daycare and get fucking subsidised memberships. It's perfect. Kids would love them. They love the little guys and girls. Hey, it's a, it's a midget. Hey, the same size as them. The little bench tops, the little toilets, the little sinks, even the little doorknobs. It'll all be little. It'll be the right height for everyone. It's a win for everyone. It'll probably cost less to build too, right? And everything's a third of the size of normal. It's perfect. It's perfect. Do you reckon Do you reckon midgets have tiny little dogs too? Or do they go for like big mastiffs so the house is protected? That would probably make more sense, wouldn't it? Unless you're in a world full of little people, that's then a little dog would be perfect. In a world full of fucking giants, a world where kids in year four are bigger than you and can beat you up, in that world, uh, you'd probably want a big dog, I reckon, to even things out. And yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't imagine that midgets are really into cats, though, right? Does it? Does doesn't seem right, does it? I wouldn't think it would be wise to own an animal that could and an animal that would kill you. It's like a kind of like a person owning a tiger it's just not very wise not not smart one bad day and you you're fucked it's all over now obviously a dog could kill you right like if you're a midget for sure a mastiff could kill you probably even a blue heel could kill you right let's just be honest but would a dog kill you no you feed that cunt you're its king feed him walk him you're his king a cat on the other hand not so easily won. You piss a cat off enough and they're aware that they can fend for themselves, they can go hunt some shit, kill it. They don't really need you if you become a problem. And I'm pretty sure my cat, as lovely as he is, much as he loves me, I'm pretty sure he's had his moments when he would have killed me if I was a midget and unable to defend myself. He, he would have iced me, for sure. I've seen the way he's looked at me sometimes. Maybe maybe I'm writing midgets off a little bit too much, though. What do you reckon? Like, Maybe they're more vicious than I'm allowing for. Maybe they could fuck a dude up if he wasn't ready for it. Like, take him out at the kneecaps, stomp him out. Low centre of gravity, thick little forearms. They might be fucking stronger than they look, you know? There could be something in there. Fucking could be something there, mate. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I need to fucking rethink, rethink the uh, opinion of, of the midget world. I don't want to fucking have a fucking stampede of angry little people coming after me, trying to fucking show me what they got. What do you call a group of midgets? Is there a name for them? It, you know, like there's a different name for, for different species when there's like some of the animal kingdoms got some weird fucking names. 
We had a pack of wolves, pack of dogs, herd of cattle, a herd of sheep. Uh, I believe there's a parliament of owls, a murder of crows, a school of fish, a pod of dolphins. Um, I think it's a... What's the flamingos called? Oh, no, that's a joke. It's a... Uh, yeah, okay. The, the joke is that it's called a faggot of, a faggot of flamingos. I don't think that's real. <laughs> I don't think that's real. It's not a nice word. Don't say that word. Uh, what do you call midgets? What's a group of midgets called? There's got to be one. There's got to be a name for them. Uh, a, hmm. Uh, what can I think of it off the top of my head? If you think of a, what the perfect name for a group of midgets would be called Fucking let me know Got to get to the bottom of that Alright Probably upset enough people today For one, one podcast um, let's, uh, let's get the fuck out of here uh, Episode 137 I think it was uh, From the yard was the reggae song that brought us in uh, I got to go fucking sort this battery charger out of my fucking canopy now because I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. It needs to be working when we go away for holidays in a couple of weeks. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Thank you for listening. Any feedback, get hold of me. Share the damn episode. Share it, you motherfuckers. I keep saying it. Do it. Just share the thing on your fucking Facebook page, man. Share it. Like it. Tell your friends about it. Follow the YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for listening. Love yous all. Take it easy. Peace out. Speeches before Christmas. Average Man Podcast, over and out. Oh, hey, before you go, before you go, I've got it, I've got it. A minion of midgets. A group of midgets is called a minion of midgets. Fucking perfect. It's fucking perfect. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.